Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. I'm excited to be a able to dive into this new three-part series that we're going to be looking at. And the reason why I'm excited is because I, I legitimately believe that one of the next three messages has the potential to be life-altering for you. It has the potential to be something that if you truly grab a hold of it, that God can do something unbelievably powerful in your life. And it, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything that I say. Honestly, it's 100% to do with the three different prayers that we're going to pray, because I believe that as we pray these prayers and we, and we legitimately ask the Lord to do the things that we're praying, he's going to respond. But we're going to be praying three different prayers, but I want to warn you in advance, like these prayers are dangerous. That's why it's called dangerous prayers. It's dangerous in a good way, right? Like kind of like James Bond. Like, James Bond was always dangerous and blowing stuff up, but, like, he had a good heart. We're going to talk about a good heart in a second. But, like, he's dangerous in a good way. And if you ask my opinion, honestly, for myself and, and so many of us, if we're honest, we, we pray really, really safe prayers, right? Like, we just pray very, God bless me, God keep me safe, Lord bless this food, help them not have a bad dream tonight, Lord, so I can get some sleep. Like, we just pray very safe, safe, safe prayers. But what I want to do is I want to arm you with some prayers that aren't as safe, that require us to put some faith behind what we're doing. And, and just going into them, you have to understand that you're asking God to do something in your life that may pull you out of your comfort zone, right? Like, we, we talk about a lot of stuff that's, like, encouraging and exciting, and these are encouraging and exciting things that we're going to talk about, but it's also there are times in our life where we have to say, God, I need you to do something different in my life, and it requires us to take some steps of faith. And next week, next week we're going to be talking about a, a dangerous prayer where we ask God to break us what? I'm not going to be here next week. What are we talking about? Like, eesh, that's gross. Like, what? Why would we ever want God to break us? And the reality is that on the other side of our brokenness with God, there's this real and authentic intimacy that comes with him that can only be found walking through something challenging and tough. In the, in the third week, we're going to be talking about God, send me. We're going to pray that prayer of God, send me. And it's, it's essentially saying, God, I'm signing a blank, a blank contract. Like, whatever you want to do, whenever, wherever, however, whatever, God, I'm trusting you, and I'll do what you tell me to do. And Lauren, Lauren and I have prayed this prayer a few times in our marriage, and he responds. I'm just telling you, he responds. Here we are in San Diego. Imagine. Like, he responds in just this powerful Way. But today we're going to be looking at an equally dangerous prayer, and it's going to be looking at the words of David in Psalms 139. So if you have your Bible with you, you want to turn in your uh, version app on your phone, whatever you want to do, it'll be on the screen as well. But David prayed this prayer after his enemies and, and the enemies of God were accusing 
David of having wrong motives. And instead of, instead of David doing like what we do so many times, I'd be like, no, 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 hold up. No, this is what I was trying. He didn't try to defend himself. Instead, he went to the Lord in prayer. And we're going to pick up in verse 23 where he starts praying this prayer. And we'll look at the whole thing, and then we're going to break it down in a second. But he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And what I want to do is I want to look at kind of the four points of this, this prayer that he prays because I think it challenges us uniquely in each way. And the first thing that we see David pray is he prays, search my heart. Search my heart. God, know my heart. For some of you, you may look at that and you're like, why, why do we need to pray that? Like, why would I pray, search my heart? Like, my heart's good. I've got a good heart. You've got a good heart. Everybody's got a good heart, right? Like, we, you know, you, you hear that, that saying, that, that person that's in your life, and they're just like, oh, you know, she's a little crazy, but she's got a good heart. She's got a good heart. But we need to understand that without Christ, we don't actually have a good heart. Like, our natural side is not good, by nature, in Jeremiah 17, 9, he, it says it best. It says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. It's desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Because we have to understand, like, without Christ, we're able to do some good things, right? Like, even the worst people in the world can do something good. You can do something good with your life, but at our core— we're selfish by nature, right? We think about ourselves. We're, we're dishonest in moments when we have to. If we're just being transparent, we're, we're pretty judgmental. Like we walk around and we see people and we're like, mm, mm-mm, you should know better than that, right? Like in our heart, we're, we're insecure, right? We're insecure about ourselves. We're insecure about what, what God wants to do. We're, maybe for some of us, we're prideful. Maybe for some of us, we're jealous. Like our heart by nature, is not all that good. Like, we want to feel like it is, but we deceive ourselves because we don't, we don't realize how bad it can be. For me, I, I love, like, personality tests and, like, behavioral studies. I'm a weirdo like that. I get it. I know nobody else really does that, but, I, like, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things in the world. And what's really cool about these studies is that they tell you who you are predominantly, right? Like, who you are in most situations, this is how you respond, this is how you think, and this is your personality, and yada, yada, yada. But with all of them, there's always this other side that's like, when you're under stress or duress, this is how you respond. And usually, it's the polar opposite of what your natural personality is. Because the reality is that, that when everything is good, and the sun is shining, and everything's awesome in life, yeah, it's easy to be true to who we are. But when the clouds start rolling in, when that trouble starts rolling in, when that insecurity starts rolling in, things within us start to change, and we respond differently. And the truth is that, that we lie to ourselves. We, we say things like, I don't need a lot. I just, I like a, I like a few nice things. I don't, I don't need a, not a lot. Or, or how many of us have, we're like, our friend says, hey, you need to come out with this. And we're like, I'm only going to have one drink, just one. I swear, that's it. Or I'm not full of pride. Like, I can't help it if I'm better than everybody else. I'm just saying, I was just, I'm not full of pride at all. Or, or, or I'm not lustful. I just appreciate 
a fine specimen. Like I'm not lustful at all. That's not who I am or I'm not materialistic. I just like nice things. Or I'm not, I'm not a gossip. I would never gossip about anyone. I'm just sharing what you need to pray for them, right? I'm not, I'm not talking bad about them. I just want you to join me in prayer for their craziness. Can you believe she did that, right? The heart is deceitful above all things. And we ask God in this dangerous prayer, God, search my heart. God, search my heart. And when you do this, when you pray this prayer, God's going to search it. And he's going to reveal some things about you. He's going to reveal some things about who you are and bring it to the surface that need change and correction in your life. And he doesn't do this to be cruel. He doesn't do this to like be hard. And and he does it because he understands how much it will draw you closer to him and that we can allow the Holy Spirit to transform us more into the likeness of Jesus. It's, It's just this beautiful thing that happens. But speaking of personality tests, um, this past week, I, I was really starting to dig into the Enneagram. I don't know if you guys have ever taken the Enneagram. And it's, it's this really unique personality test that a lot of businesses and a lot of corporations are using. And it's, it's really helped people with, like, my generation, like millennials, like, and all of our little weird quirks, right? Like, it's really been this connecting point. And I, I've heard of a ton of families who have been using the Enneagram to like really connect with their their teenagers and with their middle schoolers because they're just very different generations and different mindsets. And so I really wanted to dig into it and and check it out. And as I was digging into like my particular number, which is is how they, I'm a, a three, don't go look me up and judge me on it, the three, but it revealed something really interesting in my mindset that I, I knew before, but I, I couldn't exactly put it into words. And, and so it was cool, like, digging into that and reading a little bit more about that and, and praying about it and seeing, like, okay, God, where does this line up with what you're saying? And it was cool because Lauren took it, and, and it, we saw her number and how our marriage can work together. And I'm just going to be honest with you. They said our, our numbers were pretty good together. It was just real good. I was just real excited about it. So except the part where it's like, you could be a great political couple. I'm like, what? what? No. Anyways. Uh, But then also what's really cool is my mom took it and it it really showed us this interesting thing about her personality and how she raised me and how like when she was raising me, she really helped me discover some things that naturally a three wouldn't discover because of her number. And then now that I'm older and have a little bit of life experience, how my number can actually help her in her development as she's, she's, you know, going through life. And it's like, this is really cool. Like, this is fascinating stuff. And I was excited about it. But it it reminded me as well, like, if this all can come from an Enneagram and this personality test and these psychological studies of people, how much more will come from us surrendering and saying, God, search my heart? How much more will he reveal about us when we truly surrender to him. The next thing that David prays is he, he prays, reveal my fears. He says in verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And we talk, we talk about this a lot here, but what is, what is your anxious thoughts? What are your fears? What are those things on the inside that nobody else knows 
And we just think, well, everybody has them. Everybody has those fears. But David says, God, test me and know my anxious thoughts. What makes you afraid? What is it that, that just drives you? Is it, is it fear of, of losing your job? Is it fear of being irrelevant? Is it fear of, of getting married too, too long in life or waiting too long to get married? Or is it, I'm afraid that I, I got into the wrong marriage, that, that this, man, we're, we're just really struggling. Or are you afraid of the future, afraid of the unknown, afraid of failing? afraid of not measuring up, not being enough. Why does this matter? And it's this huge point that I want you to hear, because I would argue that what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. What we fear the most is where we trust God the least. So those fears in your life, it's not just a fear. It's not just this you know, irrational fear that you have in your life, like you're afraid of, like me, like I don't mess with spiders and snakes. Don't come around me with them. I will set you and it on fire. The whole thing is going up in flames. Like I don't play with them. But what is that fear in your life? Because more times than not, that's the area of your life that God has the least amount of access to because you trust him the least in that area. This is an issue for you. This is an issue for me. And this week, this week in, in, in my devotion time, God reminded me of this, uh, this interesting story in the Bible of Jacob. And we don't have time to go through it, but Jacob in the Bible is wrestling with an angel all through the night. And it's this, this crazy story. You need to check it out. It's in Genesis 32. And he's wrestling with this angel, and the angel's like, get off me, bruh. Like, it's time to go. And Jacob's like, no, I'm not letting go until you bless me. And so the angel touches his hip and like knocks his hip all out of socket. So he's walking with his limp for the rest of his life and all this, but he blesses him and his name gets changed. It's just this crazy story. And what, what the Lord revealed in me was that just like Jacob, I try to plan and out scheme and out think and out do and be in control of everything in my life. And I just so often forget my dependence on him. And while Jacob had this crazy situation happen in his life, the rest of his life as he limped with that little, just that little bit of limp, every time he took a step, it was the reminder of what God can do and his dependence and his need that he couldn't do it in his own strength anymore. He had to rely on the Lord. And it it revealed in me my fear of losing control, my fear of things getting bigger than I can handle, getting faster than I can handle, and me wanting to squeeze as much control as I can so that I can make sure it doesn't go too crazy or that I don't lose my place and lose my, my, my security in what's happening. You see, when you pray this prayer, God will reveal things about yourself that maybe you, you aren't willing to acknowledge or you haven't really thought about. God will reveal things to you because the most common lies that we tell are lies to ourselves. We may be honest with a lot of other people, but we say a lot of things to ourselves that is not true. And as one, one just practical thing as you do this, as you pray, make sure you have something to write down. Because the Lord's going to speak to you. He's going to say things. And even if, it sounds, even if it's crazy, just write it down. You never know going back to it what the Lord is going to say to you in that moment. The third thing that, that David prays is even more difficult than all of those. Yay, fun stuff. He says, God, uncover my 
sins. And we don't like to talk about sin. Like, that's just not a comfortable subject. We don't want to talk about that. But I love the courage that it takes. He says, God, see if there's any offensive way in me. God, show me anything about my life that's inconsistent with your truth. Show me anything that I'm doing, God, that's displeasing to you. Is there any offensive thing? And it's it's really difficult for us to see our own sins in the mirror, right? And we can see everybody else's. Like, it's blindingly apparent where people are off and what they need to fix in their life. But for us, those sins so many times are, are hidden. And I heard this, this, this quote this week, and I thought it was just so good. Have you noticed that we tend to accuse others, but we oftentimes excuse ourselves? We're quick. We're quick to accuse somebody like, look at what they're doing. Can you believe they posted that on Facebook? What are they thinking? thinking. We're quick to accuse, but if we went through our timeline a couple of times, we'd be like, oh, hey, who? Well, I probably couldn't have put that in there, but you know what? I was feeling this way that day, and I just had to let it go. I just had to let it go into the Lord. That wasn't the Lord. That was Facebook, and people saw it, and they responded, but like, seriously, we, we excuse ourselves so many times, and so I wanted to help you and give you three really, really quick questions that we can ask ourselves to help us uncover the sin in our life that, that we need to surrender to God. And the first one is this, what are others trying to tell me? What are others trying to tell me? You have two, three people in your life that come up and they're like, hey man, I'm kind of worried about this. Like, are you, are you good? Like everything, like what are those things that people keep bringing up in your life, it you know, is, is this an issue? Is everything okay? Is that, that's probably a good sign that if the people who care about you enough are willing to say, hey, are you okay? Are you, are you good here? It's probably a really good sign that there's something there to investigate and to bring to the Lord and say, God, is there a sin here that I'm missing? The second one is what have I rationalized for some time? What is that thing in your life that you've been doing for a while and you're like, I know it's not healthy, but it's just for a season. I know, I, I know eventually I'm going to stop doing it. And I know eventually I'm going to give it up. I know it's not a great thing in my life, but like, I just needed to get through this season. I'm just doing this just for right now. Like, what is that thing that we rationalize? It's not really hurting anybody. It's not hurting anyone. It's just me. It's just my one thing. What is that thing that maybe God's going, hey, I really want you to trust me in that spot. I really want you to trust me with that and see how I can handle it. And the third one is this, where am I most defensive? I'm most defensive. Someone brings it up and all of a sudden you turn into baby Hulk, right? Like immediately, hey, is what's going on with this and this? And it just brings that fire out of you. Where are you most defensive? And why are you so defensive? That's usually a spot in our life. If there's something tender on your body, normally it's like, hey, something happened there. I don't know what happened, but this in your life it's the same way. If there's tenderness, is there sensitivity? If there's things that someone just brings up and it's just immediate response, tears or anger or frustration, or you shut down, there's usually something there that you can go, hey, God, uncover what's going on in my life there. What's, what's happening? Why is that such a sensitive spot? 
for me. When you have that courage to pray this, this prayer, God will point some things out to you that maybe you've been trying to explain away for a long time. God will reveal things, some things in your life that, that maybe you've been trying to deny and you're like, no, nah, that's not a deal. That's just, it's not a big deal. And God's going, hey, but you haven't surrendered that to me. And there's a lot that I want to do there. My challenge to you is that you submit yourself to what God wants to do in your life in that area. Submit yourself. Find one other person or, or, or people that you trust and go, hey, look, I'm praying about this with God. I don't really want to talk about it yet. We'll get there. But like, be praying with me about this one area because I don't, I don't know what's going on, but something on the inside is stirring up. Because you see, when we, we confess to God for forgiveness, but we confess to people for healing. We confess to God, God, forgive me. God, help me with this. God, give me strength. But we confess to people for that healing to begin because it requires them to come and go, hey, how's this going in your life? You're like, oh, shoot, I forgot I told you about that. Oh, yeah, it's good. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. At the very end, David prays this, the fourth thing. He says, lead me along the paths to everlasting life. He just simply says, God, lead me lead me. I, I can't do this on my own, God. Lead me. You see, in the, the early years of your faith journey, there's a lot of things that you can see that you need to change in your life and things that you're working on. There's, there's areas that you know it's an issue and you're still trying to figure it out. And that it's abundantly clear in so many areas. But as you get further and further in your walk with Jesus, those major things that you feel like easy to change, they get smaller and smaller and smaller and they get more hidden and more hidden and more hidden. And before you know it, you have these little areas in your mind and these little mindsets that just creep in that you just don't even realize. And it's why David, who is known as the man after God's own heart, as jacked up as this dude was, he's known as the man after God's own heart. Why? Partly because of this, because he goes, God, check my heart, search my heart, find those things, reveal in me. And when he was confronted with his issues, every time he responded with, okay, God, forgive me. God, I'm, I'm surrendering this to you. And for, for those of us who have been in this, this walk for a long time, what seems like just a passing thought may sometimes actually reveal a deeper issue that's going on on the inside that it that we need to surrender that we need to to lean into God and we need to realize that we haven't fully surrendered every area of our life to him just think about it what is what's that ongoing insecurity in your life Maybe you've been walking with Jesus for five years, six years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And there's still this ongoing insecurity in your life that God's going, hey, you still haven't given that to me. You still haven't let me be in control of that. What is, what's that voice in your head that if anybody else heard it, they would feel like you're the most selfish person in the world, right? Like if anyone could hear your thoughts, Jesus is going, hey, can I have access to that? Will you let me search that? Will you let me uncover those things in your life? 
what about that that internal critic inside of you and this is this is for me I can walk into a room and go well that person could do that better that person could do that one better and God's like who are you don't you know what I've done in your life don't you know how far you still have to go son right what are those things inside of us, even as Christians, even as followers of Jesus? What is that fear that's held you back for years from what God wants to do in your life? What is that area that, like David, you need to say, God, I'm here. Maybe for some of you, it's you carry that false bravado on the outside. I've got it all together. I'm good. But on the inside, you're riddled with insecurities because if anyone saw how fake you really were on the outside, they would never trust you to lead. What is that that God is saying, hey, I need access so that I can truly do the things that I want to do. God wants to reveal these hidden things in your life, not so that they're painful. He wants to reveal them so he can bring the ultimate healing so that you're able to be closer and stronger to him and to every other person in your life. When you pray this prayer, it'll, it'll show you your need for him. Just like he revealed that fear in me this week. It revealed to me and reminded me again, God, man, I can't do this without you. I can't. I cannot lead my family. I cannot lead this church. I cannot lead my own life without you. And maybe you're better than me, but there's a lot of times where I'm like, I can figure this out. I can do this. I can do this. I got it. And God's like, depend on me and watch what I can do. As we wrap up today, I want us to pray that prayer together. And, and if you're willing, if you're brave enough, if you're courageous enough, as you bow your heads and you close your eyes, I would love for us to pray this prayer together out loud. For us to pray this prayer and say, God, reveal in me these things. God, speak to me. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes as we pray this, this prayer. And if you're comfortable, I'd, I'd love for you to repeat this, this prayer with me as we close. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Jesus, I need your help and your power. Jesus, I need your grace and your freedom. Jesus, my identity must be completely in you. Because I refuse to perform for people. I only want to live for you. Remind me of who I am in you. My hope and strength is found in you, Jesus. Amen. Let me pray with you as we go. Jesus, take these words. Take these prayers. God, reveal in us our fears. Reveal in us those areas that we haven't surrendered to you. God, search our hearts and speak to us with such clarity and such grace, God. 
God, speak to us in a way that we can hear you like never before. And God, give us the courage and the bravery to be able to surrender those things to you. Because Jesus, I believe that as we do this, you will change our heart, you will change who we are, and you will change our lives. You will change everything. So Jesus, we surrender it all. We give you total access. God, we lay it all at your feet. And we put our trust and our hope and our dependence on you. We pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.